Supper on today. The Lord's Supper should remind each, each and every one of us of God's grace in Christ. And because it is because of the grace of God that we belong to God. So today, as we prepare our hearts to receive the, the Lord's Supper, let us spend some time reflecting on what this service is all about. Deuteronomy chapter 7. Verses 6 through verses 9. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 6 through verses 9. Hallelujah. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. Mm. The Lord God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. So this verse tells us, people of God, who we are in Christ and in God. And Moses was reminding the people that they were an holy people and that they belonged to the Lord. And the Israelites were a holy people because of their relationship to God which separated them or cut them off from other peoples and practices. Israel was chosen to be God's people above all people on the face of the earth. And they were no longer to live for themselves because they belonged to God. And they were set apart by God to fulfill his plan and his purpose. So God's plan for his treasured possession was set forth also in the book of Exodus Chapter 19 and verse 6. And it reads as thus, And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and an holy nation. So what God said to his people in the Old Testament, he says to us today in 1 Peter chapter 2 verses 9 and verses 10 in the Amplified Bible. And this is a companion scripture to Exodus chapter 19 and verse 6 in the Old Testament. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 and verse 10 in the Amplified Bible. But ye are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people, that ye may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people at all, but now you are God's people. Once you were unpitied, but now you are pitied and have received mercy. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 through verses 20, also in the Amplified Version. The Apostle Paul tells us who is to be in control of every believer's life. 
That's important because we must know who is to be in control of our lives. Do you not know that your body is the temple, the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who lives within you, whom you have, rec whom you have received as a gift from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price, purchased with a preciousness, and paid for and made his own. So then, honor God and bring glory to him in your body. Do you live as if you belong to God? Do you think as if you belong to God? Do you act as if you belong to God? Does your lifestyle reflect his lordship in your life? Do your actions demonstrate that you have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness and brought into the glorious kingdom of light? Do you realize that you have been purchased with a price? Do you understand that every breath that you take is a gift from God? It says here in verse 6 of Deuteronomy chapter 7, it says that we belong to God. So now let's go back and look at verses 7 and verses 8. The Lord did not set his love upon you nor choose you because you were more in number than any people. For ye were the fewest of all people. But because the Lord loved you, and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers, hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. God did not choose the Israelites because they were impressive. Because the scriptures does tell us that they were shepherds and they were just common folk. He didn't choose them because they were mighty people. They never had the most people or the most powerful army. And God didn't choose the Israelites because they were particularly righteous or anything else for that matter. It appears to me that God chose Israel for all the reasons that no one else would have chosen them. The Egyptians were more impressive culturally and the Assyrians were great militarily. The Philistines were technologically advanced. But in choosing a people out of weakness, God could display his mighty power. And the people would know that it was God who saved them and not themselves. So as I was thinking about that, I also thought about Paul's words from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26 through verses 29. And we'll read that in the Amplified. For simply consider your own call, brethren. For not many of you were considered to be wise according to human estimates and standards. Not many influential and powerful. Not many high and noble birth. No. For God selected, deliberately chose what in the world is foolish to put the wise to shame and what the world calls weak to put the strong to shame. 
and God also selected, deliberately chose what in the world is lowborn and insignificant and branded and treated with contempt, even the things that are nothing, that he might depose and bring to nothing the things that are so that no mortal man should have pretense of glorifying and boast in the presence of God. Let's read that in the King James Version, if we would, too, please, medium, if you will. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So as we think about those words, as we think about what God had in mind, not only for the Israelites, but for us as well, Hallelujah. We don't have it as of yet. All right. Well, very well. For you see your calling, brethren, how not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and the base things of the world, and the things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. So that brings up an important question. Why would God choose Israel to be his people? And why would God choose someone like you and like me? In a negative sense, they were not chosen on the basis of numerical strength. But in a positive sense, the Israelites were chosen because, watch this, God loved them. The truth is the essence of this message of grace. Did God owe Israel anything? Was he obligated to deliver them and to save them? Well, the answer to that is no, absolutely not. God wasn't indebted to them. The Israelites and the people were indebted to God. And God was devoted to them because of love. And the love that God showed to them was unconditional, people of God. Mm. It wasn't based on merit. Not because there was anything praiseworthy in them. It was unconditional. It was because of one thing. It was because of God's grace that he loved them, that he set them apart, that he chose them to be his own peculiar treasure. You and I, we didn't deserve God's grace. And above all of that, we never could have earned it, people of God. So as we receive the Lord's Supper today, I want you to be reminded of that truth. In Romans chapter 5 and verse 8 in the Amplified Bible, it reminds us of this truth. But God shows and clearly proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, died for us. So God saw our need, people of God, from the foundation of the world. He saw our hopeless condition and he loved us by sending his son Jesus to be our Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus. 
In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, in the Amplified Bible, it says, For it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, of your own doing. It came not through your own striving, but it is the gift of God. <laughs> not because of works, not the fulfillment of the law's demands, lest any man should boast. It is not the result of what anyone can possibly do. So no one can pride himself in it or take glory to himself hallelujah it was love that caused God to move on the behalf of Israel it was love that redeemed them from slavery and the power of Pharaoh who was the king of Egypt it was love that came down in Jesus to rescue us people of God from the judgment of sin grace means that we take no credit for our salvation all glory and honor and praise goes to him because he alone, he again is worthy. So now here we are back, back, back to verses 6 and 7 in Deuteronomy chapter 7. And it says that we belong to God. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. Watch what happens here in verses 7 and 8. And all of this is because of God's grace. The Lord did not set his love upon you. He didn't choose you because you were more in number than any people for ye were the fewest of all people. Verse 9. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. So as we sum it up today, then verse 6 shows us who we are. And verses 7 and 8 show us why we are. But verse 9 shows what our response to God should be because of his grace that he has provided for us. This is what it says. Love him and keep his commandments. Obey his word to a thousand generations. So this verse tells us that God's people will be known by two characteristics, people of God. True Israel would be known as those that love him and those that keep his commandments. Even us as followers of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ today, we too will also be known as people who love God and obey his word. And because of those two characteristics, people of God, our only response then to God's grace in Christ Jesus is to love him with all of our hearts, to love him with all of our minds, to love him with all of our souls and our strengths. 
Our responsibility as people of God is to worship him wholeheartedly, to serve him wholeheartedly, and to keep his word and obey his voice. We are to do his word and serve him with a thankful and a grateful heart. So today, as we receive the communion today, let us partake of all that grace has provided for us. We are to partake of the healing and we are to partake of the salvation and we are to partake of deliverance. We are to partake of prosperity. We are to partake of the soundness of mind and the peace and the love and the joy and the favor that Jesus has provided for us. We are to receive the wholeness, the nothing missing, the nothing lacking. We are to receive the forgiveness, the peace and the total shalom of God, people of God. It is your responsibility to receive all that grace has provided through the faith of Jesus Christ to receive his blessings today. Are you ready to receive it today? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you for listening to today's message. Visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events. 